Hey everyone, welcome back to my First Time Stories podcast. I'm Janet Mbogwa. I'm a media personality, founder of Inuadada Foundation, author of My First Time, and I am a social justice advocate. Welcome to my First Time Stories podcast, where we're pushing for menstrual justice one story at a time. My name is Carol Redou. I am a sports journalist, and this is my first time. My first time was scary. A relief. Awkward. My first time. First time. My first time. So my first time, of course, um, was when I was 10 years old. So it came really, really early. And my dad was the one who dealt with the situation because my mom had uh, traveled out of the country. I was living in Botswana at the time. She'd actually come back to Kenya. And that was a plus and a minus. The minus was that my dad was confused. The plus was that I had a man deal with the issue. And a lot of the perceptions today come from things that uh, ignorant men say. And they feel that they don't take it like it's something that's normal to your life. But because my dad was the the person who dealt with it when it first came up, um, I'm not ashamed to tell my boyfriend, my husband, my brother, you know, whoever. I'm not ashamed to tell them um, my period has come and, oh, I've run out of pads. You need to go and buy me some. So it actually affected me in a positive way. But had my mom been around, maybe it would have been different because it would have been that thing you are. Girls hide from boys, you know. Um, so I think I've been lucky in that instance. I don't know anyone who likes being on, the, on your period, but when you accept that it's something that happens, you deal with it. Um, and after the first year or so, you know what you need to do to deal with it. Um, you know whether you want to use pads or tampons, you know whether when you have your cramps, if it is regular, Uh, Like mine, my cramps will come on the first day only, and then they won't be there for the other three or four days. So the minute you accept that, you learn how to get around it. Mm -hmm. If you are an athlete, for example, or you're someone who loves swimming, you know that you have to use tampons instead of pads and stuff like that. Um, But it is something you accept. Uh, I don't think liking it is either here or not there. I don't know anyone who says, yay, it's that four four days of the month when I'm going to be uncomfortable. But you learn to deal with it. It's a fact of life. It's part of your, your growth. It's part of being a woman. So once you accept it, you can deal with it. In my younger days, being on my period was uncomfortable. And there was always that thing of, have I soiled myself? Or um, maybe it's just because I've had it for so many years. I'm in my 40s now. So it's not something that embarrasses me. I can openly tell my boss, don't deal with me. This week I'm moody, (laughs) stay away. But in my early years, it was uncomfortable. Um, You're always looking back at your skirt. Um, You're feeling uncomfortable. You're getting wet. There's always that period in your month, in, in, in your four days, which is heavier than the other days. And you have to change more often. And maybe you're in a meeting or you're doing something where you, you don't have the freedom to go to the toilet once an hour or whatever it, it is during that period. So they can be very uncomfortable days. And yes, in my younger days, I was like, boys should know. No one should know. It's my little secret. But as you grow older, um, and I'm telling this to young girls, as you grow older, accept it. It happens to every single woman. It happened to your mother, your sister. It'll happen to your daughter. So it's not something that should make us feel different. But unfortunately, when you're young, the fact is it does. And throughout throughout your young adulthood and even up to now, do you, have you encountered any myths around menstruation? 
No, I've not had any bizarre stories, sorry to say. Um, no, maybe I just grew up in a different environment. <laughs> but no, I don't know any myths about uh, being on your period. Okay, and what about any slang or euphemism or code language that you've used or you've heard other women use? There are words and that I have heard, like from dripping to um, rolling to those different terms. And I just think, ignore them. It's your body, it's, it's normal. It's a transformation you're going through. It's necessary. It's just how you're different to men, you know, it's a fact of life. But yes, those words can affect you when you're young. And we need to talk to young men and tell them, don't do this because it hurts. Just like it's bullying, in fact. Some of these terms are bullying. So just don't use them. Just say, I'm on my period. It's got an official name. But if you do use slang, and not all people use the slang to make you feel bad. So don't, on our side, don't always be defensive when you hear it. But such words can hurt. But it's a normal thing that's happening to your body. Did you know that in some parts of Kenya and Africa as a whole, there's some women who use chicken feathers. Chicken feathers? Yeah. That's sad. Cutting up pieces of material and mattresses and stuff is something that I've heard a lot of um, because there are young girls who simply just, and families who can't afford to buy pads every month. It's not a priority in a family budget. So of course you need to use something because life must go on. You can't stay in bed for four days or stay on the toilet for four days. Um, so I have heard a lot about using cloth and we all know that it doesn't absorb um, liquid properly and it must be really, really uncomfortable. So it's really unfortunate that um, alternatives like that are sought. I've, I've heard of those people who sit on holes and it's, I mean, it's the same thing as a toilet. You can't do that for four days, but it's really sad because people in this country especially can barely afford, there are areas you can barely afford to put food on your table every day. Mm. And unfortunately for the head of that household, pads is not a priority. Mm. So um, it's unfortunate that some girls need to sit on a hall or sit on the toilet for several days until your period goes and it's for life. So it's like for 30, 40 years, 50 years. I would like to see pads or tampons stocked in government hospitals and subsidized like medicine and when necessary made free for people who can prove that they can't afford it sort of like welfare um, because even if you subsidize the costs if it's not the priority if you're going to say bread or unga or a pad you have to feed yourself you can't be wearing a pad and not eating your meals you know so in several areas, if the family can prove that we can't afford to buy sanitary towels or tampons, it should be free. It should be something the government pays for, like aspirin in a government hospital. In areas, pads need to be free. We should not be raising money for pads. We shouldn't leave this in the hands of NGOs. It should be government driven. For female athletes, it's a very tricky situation. And I had a conversation once with a female official of the National Olympic Committee of Kenya. 
and they were say, they were recommending that in every setup for female sports there needs to be some women on the technical bench because there are some places where the coach the assistant the tm everybody is a man and they said this is because women can help other women um at certain times of the month because your male coach will tell you it's time to train it's time to do a marathon and you don't even know how to voice it and tell them i can't run like i usually run because i'm on my periods but if you have a woman a woman there are certain alternatives you can delay your periods at least for the period of a big marathon women will understand your cycle they'll ask you when's your cycle oh it's coming on the 20th of the month and the marathon is on the 21st um i think you should take um uh primolu or whichever other product there is on the market not on a regular basis because it's not good to continuously delay your periods but for those big events i think they should um again tampons a more comfortable option but i don't know whether i could run 42 kilometers with a tampon on um so you do need to have women um coaches and women on the technical bench to understand what a woman's body is going through and in relation to what event is coming up or what task do you have to do in the next couple of days would you rather pads or tampons pads pads would you rather nausea or cramps <sighs> i hate them both <laughs> I'd rather nausea. Cramps you can take painkillers, but again don't get used to painkillers because then your body doesn't need them. Um but there are some cramps that are really severe and there's some that are bearable. Um and again the same thing with nausea. If you keep throwing up until your chest is blocked, also uncomfortable. And would you rather have the food cravings or the mood swings? Food cravings. I don't like pissing off everybody. <laughs> Can I make one point? In terms of understanding periods, I need to ask supermarkets and stores a favor. Pads are not criminal. When I buy pads in the supermarket, pack them like the rest of my goods. Don't put them in newspaper 10 times over. Then put them in a bag and put them in a second bag because you don't want anyone to see that I bought pads because that for a young girl i i grew up knowing i shouldn't show this it's illegal my brother shouldn't see my dad shouldn't see my people shouldn't see i'm carrying pads so if you're not ashamed to show the flower in your bag don't be ashamed to show that you're carrying pads it's normal i actually send my male friends to buy me pads when i need them so the society mustn't help in trying to make it criminal so to speak My first time was scary. A relief. Awkward. My first time. My first time. My first time. My first time.